0: All right. take your Bibles if you would and let's turn to Matthew chapter 13 and we'll pick up just a little verse of introduction to our individual we will spend time with tonight. I thought about uh, spending some time with a lady tonight, but we've already really told the story of jail. Uh, We're all the way up to Jay and... uh, So I was looking through, and there's lots of men's names that start with the name J. But many of them are very famous in the Bible. And so, again, we're just trying to stick to some of the people who are uh, of lesser notoriety, lesser fame. And uh, Matthew chapter 13, verse 55, let's just read it out. It says, "...is this not the carpenter's son?" Is not his mother called Mary, and his brethren, James, and Joseph, and Simeon, and Judas, and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? Now, verse thirteen—the I mean, verse 55 of chapter 13, the last verse, Jesus had a brother named Judas. Now, you know him by a different name. Let's take our Bibles and turn to the book of Jude. And that's who we're going to look at tonight. And uh, keep your finger there in the book of Jude. And uh, then open up to John chapter 7. And we'll get just a little glimpse. Um, I really don't know anything about big brothers, uh, other than the fact that I was the oldest brother in my family. I know a little bit about little brothers. Uh, they are quite irritating at times. Uh, they have problems as they look at older brothers and, and they say, uh, uh, I'm just as good as you and I've got this. And they, they, Younger brothers just sometimes have a younger brother complex. And, and we'll see Judas kind of fell right in that category. Uh, and uh, John chapter 7, and uh, we look, oh, let's just start reading in verse Two, it says, now the Jews' feast of the of tabernacles was at hand, and his brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples may also see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth because I testify of it that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up to this feast; I go not yet up. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. And when he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee, but when his brethren were gone up, then went he also up unto the feast, not openly, but as it were, in secret. Now, this gives us just a little glimpse. Uh, you got, we have other passages that uh, are parallel and, and refer to this. Mary apparently did quite a bit of traveling around with uh, the family, following Jesus in the ministry. The brethren were there in John chapter 2. When they had the uh, uh, marriage feast at Cana, there's another passage where Mary comes with the family seeking Jesus. They could not get to talk to him because uh, of the press, uh, of the crowd there. There was uh, apparently a little bit of attitude here on the part of his brethren, but I want us to just quickly look at one more verse, and then we're going to spend our time in the book of Jude, Acts chapter 1 and, and verse 14. Uh, we got. Uh, they got this thing settled. It says, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. This is talking about in the upper room after the resurrection and ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were waiting for the day of Pentecost to come. Mary was there, and so were Jesus' brethren. In fact, Jesus' uh, half-brother, actually, we, we would say correctly, because they had the same mother. But all of Jesus' brethren and his sisters were born of the natural relationship between Mary and Joseph. Jesus was the one that was different, because he was our Savior. Amen? And James was not the apostle. James, the brother of uh, John. You had James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Herod killed him early on in the church. It was actually James, the half-brother of Jesus, that was the pastor of the church at Jerusalem for quite a long time. And here we go to almost to the end of the Bible, and we have this short little book called Jude. And Jude wrote his book, it, uh, my Bible says, The General Epistle. And uh, what that simply means is Jude addressed his letter to everybody. It was an open letter. The, uh, the Holy Spirit of God used Jude to write this letter. And first thing we're going to notice is we look at this little book written by Jesus' half-brother. Whatever problems he had with unbelief and uh, attitude toward his elder brother... He got settled. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ. And he does not even identify himself as the brother of Jesus, but he says, the brother of whom? The brother of James, who happened to be his elder brother. And he tells us, it says, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ... And called. Now, Jude writes this little book. Some of you may remember when Dr. Hart Wilson was here. That was, believe it or not, that was over nine years ago. Uh, Dr. Wilson came and preached. He's been in glory for several years now, six years. And, uh, but he said that the book of Jude is the introduction to the book of Revelation. Uh, There's just so much interesting things. There's information in this little book of Jude that is not found anywhere else in the Scripture. Uh, There's a lot of uh, people like to go to the book of Jude and pick out little tiny bits and pieces and go all kinds of crazy places. Now, that's not our intention tonight. We just want to look at the character of this man as it's revealed in the book. The first thing Jude tells us, he says, I want to write... Telling you to earnestly contend for the faith. I'll tell you those day those words are just as uh, applicable to our day as they were to the day in which Jude wrote them. Now, there's different ways that uh, when Jude speaks of contending for the faith. He doesn't mean that we grab our Bibles and go to the fake Bible colleges and all of this and start beating people over the head and say, you can't preach that way. When Read the passage. When he's talking about contending for the faith, he means we need to live what we believe. Jude was a practical believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a lot to learn there. I mean, so so easy, is it? And, and, and it just kind of overlaps, not purposely so, but this morning's message, uh, it's so easy to try to see all about the Bible and never do anything. Job said, "Listen, I wrote this letter, and I want you to contend, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And as we'll read, the greatest part of the book of Judah, uh, Jude, excuse me, the book of Jude spends its time dealing with the issue of false religion. Jude had a passion. Maybe it was because he had not believed in his brother until after everything was over. He couldn't comprehend the fact that This person who was supposed to be his brother. And you have to realize Jesus grew up in that home 30 years before he began his ministry. And there was nothing about his life that would have said all of these other things were going to happen until he showed up in the hill country of Judea and was baptized by John the Baptist and began his public ministry. It took Jude a while to figure this thing out. And his passion was the crusade against false religion. Yet that entire uh, crusade that he deals with, if we, could, we would dare call it that, is a challenge unto us as believers, as true believers in Jesus, not to participate in false religion. There is just so much out there, opportunity after opportunity. I had a church call us up uh, just a little while ago, and they said, listen, we we come to Astoria every year for the last seven years or something, do evangelism on the street, and and uh, and uh, he said, but we're Southern Baptists. Will you rent a space? And I said, no, I really can't do that. I said, I don't want to be... A jerk here I don't want to be needlessly offensive but you have to understand where we're not a part of what is the Southern Baptist Convention we're where the Southern Baptist Convention was about a hundred years ago I said there's a lot of change and uh, the guy was absolutely gracious he's one of the nicest guys I've ever talked to he said preacher I understand exactly what you're saying, and I wouldn't, wouldn't want to compromise you in one way. He said, we got another place to meet. He said, but you've helped me out a lot by giving me some information about the area. When I come up, can we at least get together for a cup of coffee? I said, I, hey, I have no problems with that. But we're not going to cooperate as partners in ministry because there are churches in the Southern Baptist Convention that do not believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. There are churches in the Southern Baptist Convention that have not preached the gospel in generations. That's that's tragic. And yet there are churches in the Southern Baptist Convention, if you went in there, you'd have and didn't know, you'd have a hard time telling that they were a Southern Baptist church. You'd hear the Bible preached, you would hear all these things. Now I just scratch my head. If you really believe all those things, how can you be part of an organization that doesn't? That's what Jude is teaching us here. Don't participate in the realm of false religion. And also, don't gainsay it. We're not going to spend our whole life... Uh, I remember one time I saw this... Um, uh, periodical that was published. It was supposed to be a Christian newspaper. Uh, I'm very picky about the Christian newspapers. I, I, we distribute it to church. The Sword of the Lord is a very good paper, and uh, the Global Independent Baptist Times, you ought to get that and read that. You're going to get things in the Global Independent Baptist Times that will help you in your Christianity. Uh, they take a very strong stand on doctrine. It's a good, good paper. Um, but uh, I remember I was traveling with Brother Clayton, so this was a long time ago, and the paper was called The Flaming Torch. And I said, man, this is a great name for a paper. He says, yeah, we call it The Flaming Scorch. And I said, really, why? He said, because what they do is they just spend their time railing on everybody. Uh, If you're not with them, you're toast. And uh, I said, okay, you know, there's just a part of me that, is uh, a little on the uh, acidic side of life. I can't afford to be influenced any more in that direction than my human nature already goes. So I didn't even bother reading it. Jude says, listen, don't... I mean, we don't have time to do an exposition of the whole uh, thing, but he gives the example of the devil. And he says the devil was fighting uh, uh, the angel... Uh, let's let me get it right here. Michael, verse nine, was contending with the devil over the body of Moses, and he simply said, "The Lord rebuke thee." And he goes on to explain that he says, "But these speak evil of things they know not, but what they know naturally as brute beasts in those things they corrupt themselves." And he goes on to explain all of these things. And we come down here, and we find out in verse 14, it's interesting, Enoch was a prophet. We would not know any of Enoch's message if it weren't for this little book called Jude. It's interesting how God just stuck that in at the very end and used this man named Jude. But the thing that about Jude is he is contending for the faith, is he is passionately denouncing false religion and false doctrine. He says, verse 17, But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lust. Look at verse 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. This is the message. That would be hard for a little brother to say that about his big brother. But you got his heart right. He said, Jesus is not my big brother. That's why he didn't identify himself as the brother of Jesus He said, Jesus is my Savior. He's God. I don't have a right to identify myself as his physical brother because that's not honestly our connection. Our connection is, he is my Savior. Tells us a lot about the character of Jude, does it not? But Jude had a compassion. I love these verse 21, these next three verses. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for his mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion, making a difference. And others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Jesus is, uh, Jude is telling us, listen, we've got to be about the business of winning souls. Some you're going to have compassion on You're going to care about them. He said, others you're going to save with fear. If I can scare you into heaven, let me do it, all right? One of the problems is in our day and time, if you could open the pit of hell and let people look right in, it wouldn't face them. He said, I've seen that on television. Well, no, you haven't. I think if you could look in, you would lose your mind. That's why God doesn't let us see those things. He just describes them in his word. But we need to care about people. Jude had a compassion for souls. And we hear a lot today, um, especially in some circles, I'm not changing the message, I'm just changing the method. Well, the method and the message are connected. Let me tell you. And we need compassion. We need fear. We need to preach the word. God hasn't changed his methods. We don't need to change our methods. Uh, Now, of course, Jesus didn't use radio. And and if we had an extra, I don't know, $50,000 a year we didn't know what to do with, maybe we would try radio out a little bit. Uh, But I'll tell you the best thing we can do. We've had more visitors since we've been out on two times a week, and you know, on Saturdays just passing out tracks on the street, when we do that, people come in. We have people go through our website. Jude didn't have a website. But he talked to people. That's what has to happen. You've got to communicate with people. And then the last part, Jude says, verse 24 and 25, as he ends this short little letter, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and ever. There was one thing that was more important to Jude than anything else, the worship of Jesus Christ. It was the overriding theme of his life. And so it ought to be in the life of everyone who names the name of Jesus. We know almost no details in real history. The Bible gives us exceeding little information about this brother of Jesus called Judas or Jude. All we can do is we can look in his epistle, He was a man that said, let's contend for the faith. We've got to keep it right. We cannot let it change. We cannot join or be diverted or allow our uh, raging tempers to take us into areas where we do not belong. We need to win souls through compassion, through fear, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh, the Bible tells us, but we do this because Jesus is the one who's able to keep us. I tell you, it gets a little scary sometimes. Uh, we were, I was filling out tax forms. Pray for us. Uh, we should be able to open our bookstore about the 1st of May, depending on what Albany does with the papers we sent them. Uh, but uh, it would be nice to have a nice little Christian bookstore here. We'll have books. And, and the thing about our bookstore is you'll be able to buy anything in the bookstore and not worry about it when you get it home. Uh, There will be no Christian novels in the bookstore. Not one. I despise those things. If you like them, they may be entertainment, but don't let it get past that. Uh, What was his name? Frank Peretti? Yes. Wrote several very exciting Christian novels. They're full of blasphemy false doctrine and worse somebody gave me one i read it and my blood pressure just kept going up gradually the whole way through the thing Uh, after i was done reading it i I read it as a courtesy to the person who gave it to me and then i threw it in the trash Uh, i just if you want to read something about the bible read the bible amen Best commentary on the Bible. The most complete one you'll ever find, right here. You say, I need a Bible dictionary. It's here. We'll have to spend some time showing you how to use your Bible as a dictionary. It's the best dictionary there is. Everything you need about the Bible is right here. Now, we'll we'll definitely have Strong's Concordance there. And uh, you could, and, and other books, uh, we'll call the marshals and get as much good music as we can and get some Heartland tapes and stuff like that, get some good music in there. That's necessary, amen? Anita's going to have a lot of work to do. But uh, we can't open a bookstore until we get authority to collect sales tax. Uh, that is, we've got to obey the laws of the land, amen? And so, uh, pray for us and uh, as we're doing that, but we look at this little book called Jude. There's one overriding desire, to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. If we grab anything tonight, let's make that our overriding passion. Amen? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you. For this little book called Jude, we thank you for the things that are in it. We ask now that you would help us to be faithful to the end, to just continue serving you till you come back for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.